So last week, our message concerned service. And the primary point of that was that when we serve, when we serve others, we are in fact serving Jesus. And we pointed out the words of Jesus that are recorded in Matthew 25 where, where he spoke of feeding the hungry and giving drink to the thirsty, taking in strangers, clothing the naked, visiting the sick, coming to those in prison. He said when we do these things, when we serve others, we are doing it to him. We are serving him. And we noticed that he didn't condition any of these actions. There was no ifs. They are acts of kindness, caring, loving, to be done without respect to the condition or the status, the good or the bad of the person. Because by serving in this way, we are like Jesus. But there is another side to service. This morning, we're going to take a few minutes and consider the other side of service. Pray with me. Our gracious Father, we come to you this morning desiring to be enlightened, encouraged, motivated. Father, open our hearts and minds to these thoughts this morning. May we understand there is another role in this matter of service. And may we take it to heart. And I ask it in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So this man was awakened early one morning by the screaming sound of his emergency radio. He was trying to come to, and the voice on the speaker began broadcasting a warning. The river was rising quickly. Everyone living near the river needed to evacuate as quickly as possible. The man rolled out of bed, quickly got some clothes on, and he went to the front door. And in the pale light of dawn, he could see that the water was already running under his car in the driveway. He stood frozen for a moment, and under his breath, he prayed, Dear Lord, keep me safe. So then he grabbed the suitcase, and he started stuffing it full of clothes, and he ran to his desk, his mind just racing, trying to think of what was important that he needed to take. Less than 15 minutes had passed when he heard someone outside yelling. He ran to the front door, and in the morning light, he first saw that the water was halfway up the side of his car. Then he saw a big four-wheeler, and someone was shouting to him, You can't drive your car. Come on, get in. But the man hesitated, and he said, I'm okay. The Lord's going to take care of me. The guy in the four-wheeler continued calling out, but the man turned back into the house and continued gathering up the things he thought he needed to save. Another 15 minutes passed, and he heard something outside the front door. He ran to the door, and he opened it, and the water came rushing in. 
Just then, he heard a motor, and he saw a boat full of people, and they saw him, and they hollered to him to come and get in the boat. The water is, was now rushing into the house. But he turned and grabbed his suitcase and ran up the stairs to the second floor. The water was rising quickly. It was already climbing up the stairs toward him. Looking down at the rising water, he prayed under his breath, Lord, please protect me. The water continued to rise quickly. He climbed out of the window onto the roof and then climbed up beside the chimney. And then he heard a loud sound above him. It was a helicopter. Before, And they were lowering a rope toward him and someone was shouting to grab the rope. And the man shook his head and he cried, I'll be okay, the Lord will protect me. Suddenly, the house began to sway and it began to come apart. The floodwaters were pulling it down and before the man could think or cry, the house sank into the water and the man drowned. Then to his dismay, he was suddenly found himself standing before the Lord. And he cried out, Lord, why didn't you save me? I prayed to you, I trusted you, I waited for you. Why, Lord, didn't you protect me? And the Lord spoke and said, Well, my son, I sent you a four-wheeler and a boat and a helicopter. Now you're probably thinking, yes, that's, that's pretty funny. But what does that have to do with the other side of service? Well, in the next few minutes, I hope we'll see. As I mentioned at the beginning, last week we considered the words of Jesus recorded there in Matthew 25. Today we're going to consider something Jesus said that's recorded earlier there in Matthew. It's found in chapter 11. Verse 28, Jesus is speaking, and he says, Come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The message, the lesson this morning is, is actually very simple. And I don't think it's going to take too long to express it, but it's an important lesson, and we all need to hear it. Not only hear it, we need to take it to heart. It's about service. But it's not about serving. It's about being served. Now we've talked much through the years about having a servant's heart. Jesus had a servant's heart. He cared about people, all people. He didn't categorize people. He didn't prioritize people. He saw people as God's children. And even if they didn't see themselves that way. And seeing them in that way, he reached out to them with God's love and he served their needs. 
And we are to be like Jesus. We are to serve people's needs just as he did. We're not to categorize people. We're not to prioritize people. We are to see people as God's children, even if they do not see themselves as such. We're to reach out with God's love and serve them. When we are serving the needs of others, we are, in essence, being Jesus to them. We are acting in his stead. We are acting at his direction. We are doing what he put it in our hearts to do. We are being Jesus and reaching out with the love of God. This is the side of service we hopefully understand and take to heart. But here is the other side. Being served. Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now notice, Jesus did not declare, I will give you rest. No, he said, come, you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You see, the facilitator of service is the one being served. Jesus offers, he wants to serve, but it is the acceptance of the offer that permits Jesus to serve. Now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty, so to speak, of this lesson. When you go to someone desiring to serve their needs, you're going, even if you don't realize it, because God has put it in your heart. You are, in essence, Jesus reaching out, offering to serve their needs. So then, what happens when someone comes to you offering to serve your needs? That person, even if they don't realize it and understand it doesn't matter if they are a Christian or not because God can use and does use anyone he chooses to accomplish his will. That person who has come to help you, to serve you, is Jesus reaching out to you, desiring to meet your need. Here then is the big question. How do you respond when someone offers to meet the need you have? Do you humbly and gratefully accept? Or do you let pride take control of your heart? You know, the proverb writer says, pride goes before destruction. There, and there is something about us, isn't there, that sometimes causes us to take someone's offer to help us 
as some kind of personal offense. It's like we're thinking, well, they're judging me. They, they're thinking I'm not capable. They're thinking I don't have the strength. They're thinking I don't have the wisdom. They're thinking I don't have it together. And we take the offer of help as a personal affront. There's a name for that called pride. And pride is nothing less than self-centeredness. So we don't accept the help. We don't accept the offer. And in our minds, we're a bigger person for saying we don't, we don't need their help. And in so doing, we inflate our self-esteem. But pride goes before destruction. Pride doesn't make you bigger. It makes you little. But here is the much bigger issue. My opening illustration did not perfectly capture the concept of pride, but it did illustrate the key point of this message. The man turned away all the people who came to help him because he was counting on God to protect him. But it was God who sent all those people to help him. When you are facing some kind of difficulty in life, when you're facing some kind of trial, when you're dealing with some kind of issue, be it great or small, and you haven't asked anyone for help, you're just trying to deal with it, but then someone comes and offers to help. Someone comes and wants to serve your needs. Listen to this. That person is Jesus. God has put it in that person's heart to come and help you. And it doesn't make any difference if that person understands that or not. God has sent Jesus through that person to help you. If you turn them away, you have turned Jesus away. You have allowed your pride to take control of your heart and cause you to turn your back on God's servant whom he sent to meet your need. The other side of service is allowing God to serve you. As I said, this is a simple lesson. But in our humanity, we easily fall into the sin of pride. We're afraid of what somebody's going to think. We don't want to be thought of 
as not being capable. We don't want to be thought of as not being able to handle it. it. We make it all about us. And in the midst of that, God is trying to help you. Again, my opening illustration. Not allowing God to serve you brings destruction. Let us not only be people who God can use to meet the needs of others. Let us also be people who allow God to use others to meet our needs. Let us be humble. And let us be grateful, not just for the person who came to help, but to God for sending them. Heavenly Father, the message is simple. And yet sometimes the simple truths are hard to put in action in our lives. Help us, Father. First of all, to be servants. To allow you to work through us to help others. But also, Father, help us to be willing to let others help us. Because you have sent them. And let us be humble. And let us be grateful. And we ask it in your Son's name. Amen.